The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, president of Max Out Savings Advisors and host of the Max Out Savings Show. We've got Kevin Charles here today. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing great on a Saturday morning, and we would love for folks to call in and join the show sometime today. Be part of the show at uh, 713-339-1070. That's the number to reach us here at the Max Out Savings Show. We What we have today is is we got, as always, a lot to talk about. A lot of things are happening in the markets. A lot of things are happening in the oil business. A lot of things are happening uh, all over the world. And, and so our motto and our philosophy is, is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the cornerstone of building up wealth over the long term. And that's, that's what we've built the show on is, is, is the idea of aggressively saving money and then very conservatively managing it. In the world we have today... Where we have uh, uh, really we have just so much going on. We we have uh, global commodity deflation. Uh, we we have slowing economies around the world. We have uh, excess regulations in the United States. We have the, some of the lowest growth rates, the lowest slowest recovery since the depression. In many ways, this looks uh, globally like the the depression, uh, like the 1930s, with very slow growth, very slow recovery of jobs. You have to sit there and have a plan to sit there and build up wealth. In in and, and so that 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 is the important thing, and that's why we talk so much about this show, uh, about this on the Max Out Saving Show, is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. We're here to help you build up for retirement, to manage uh, your retirement. That's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're investment managers in the stock and bond market. Uh, we use TD Ameritrade to hold our assets, and then we manage it for you using our advisory firm uh, for a fee. So that's our main business is dealing with retirees. I've got over 25 years in the business. I know how retirees build up wealth. I know what it takes to be to save up money, and I know how to I, and and I know how to manage and deal with with people at retirement. So if you need some help, you can come talk to us. But. But what really the reason I say this is is one of the things that 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 I really I want to kind of touch base. I've got a lot to talk about. One of the things I want to talk about today is I see how people build up wealth. Okay, I may make that clear. I said with being a value investor, uh, we 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 invest in stocks and bonds. We're more value investors, very similar to Warren Buffett. Look. We talked about this on the show in the past. One of the cornerstones that people don't understand about Warren Buffett uh, is that. One of his secrets is tax avoidance. Warren Buffett, as much as he loves to tell everybody how he pays he pays more taxes than he pays less taxes than his than his assistant, his secretary, is that <laughs> Warren Buffett is a master of avoiding taxes. That is what he is good at. This didn't just start recently. This started when Warren Buffett came up with the idea, hey, I can buy an insurance company, I can run all my investments in my insurance company. Then I can then I can use the insurance laws uh, in insurance accounting to avoid my taxes, to paying taxes, so I get tax-free growth. Uh, Warren Buffett constantly does everything he can. Warren Buffett is like the master. He will sit there and buy something. He bought some stock, uh, and I want to say, was it Kraft? I think it was Kraft. And then he sold it back to Kraft and traded him their pizza company their division for it because that was a tax-free exchange. Everything Warren Buffett does is to sit there and minimize taxes. If you're paying 15, 20, 25, 30, 35% taxes, you know, you're way cutting back on your returns. Warren Buffett set up a foundation. He thinks everyone, we, we need to have an inheritance tax because that's clearly unfair. So what does he do? He puts, as he's telling everybody we need an inheritance tax, he sticks all his wealth or the majority of it in over into the Gates Foundation. And, and so when he dies, 
there's no inheritance tax on them, and the money keeps going. And so, is is it Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett is 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 he, what he, he he says one thing and he does another thing. He says we need to raise taxes on the rich. He, he his the cornerstone that he built his the, to become the richest man in the United States. The cornerstone of that was tax avoidance. So he you know in many ways he's hypocritical. Uh, He's he's against the uh, the the uh, Keystone Pipeline that because he's shipping oil in his railroads using the tankers, so so we we need to understand that Warren Buffett's one of the wealthiest men, if not the wealthiest person in the United States. Hey, what is Warren doing? One of the things Warren's doing, in addition to being a great value investor, is Warren Buffett's avoiding taxes. So you say, Ted, how can I avoid taxes? And and I'll tell you how you can do it. Is there's a number of things. A 401k program. This is the best program out there. I, I listen to some of these idiots on the radio and TV claiming that 401k is a bad idea. It it defies logic to sit there and come up with this. I mean, people, particularly people selling annuities, this is their big thing. Uh, so we go over to the annuity. We we don't get the tax uh, deductions, and we pay two to three three and a half percent fees a year on our annuities so you can collect a big commission no the better way to do it is go with your 401k or your 403b or your 457 understand these programs i take a thousand dollars a month comes out of my paycheck goes into the 401k right i get a thousand dollars a month deduction. I get $12,000 a year tax deductions. So at the end of the year, the government sends me back a check because I probably overwithheld on my taxes if I wasn't real sharp at getting that done. I'm paying less taxes. So the government is paying for part of the money I'm putting into the 401k. Not only that, I then get 20, 30 years or more of tax-free growth, which is which is tremendous. The, you're picking up probably an extra 2% to 3% returns uh, just because you're able to get your tax-free growth and you're not paying taxes on things. And so this is a tremendous advantage. Now, eventually they get you, and yes, you have to take money out of your IRA uh, to secure your living expenses, and then you pay taxes when you retire. But by then, hopefully you have a million, two, three million dollars or more in your IRA, and then you're happy to pay the taxes. Maybe you're not happy. Well, not happy. Never happy on that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that's sort of what we're. But dealing. you've put it off, and you've kind of pushed it on down the road to where you can afford to do it. Exactly. That's the idea. That is the that is the secret, and that is the brilliance of Warren Buffett. And by the way, you've pushed it off, and not only that, then you're in a lower tax bracket because right. you're just doing pulling out for your living expenses. So understand the one of the cornerstones of being a great investor is tax avoidance, and understand. The government has given you the best vehicle in the world. Warren Buffett can't put money into an, a, a 401k. Oh, yes, he can put $24,000 in, plus he get you know plus they got some company match up to 50-something. But that doesn't, when you're worth billions, do you much good. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're making $100,000, $75,000, $150,000, $200,000 a year, that is golden. And that is a tax deduction that's very hard to get, and that's tax-free growth. So understand that. Some other ways you can get take care of, of tax avoidance is – uh, uh, with a Roth IRA, you're going to get tax-free growth. You don't remember with the Roth IRA, the difference is you're not getting a deduction up front. So if you put five thousand, fifty-five hundred, or sixty-five hundred into an IRA, you get a tax deduction. Or in your four hundred one k plan, if you put that money in a Roth, you get no tax deduction and you get tax-free growth. And then you can pull it out on the Roth tax-free. You can do a ten thirty-one exchange for properties or, or different types of assets into another like asset. So what you have is if you have a piece of property with a big gain, you can sell that you can sell that property and buy another property of the similar thing doing a 1031 exchange. You, it takes some legal work, but then again, you pay no taxes. Remember, the wealthy pay no taxes. It's not that they don't like paying taxes, but they don't like paying taxes. It's that they understand every when you're fighting for every single dollar, particularly in a low interest rate world, in a world where the Federal Reserve has said we're going to have zero interest rates, something we've never seen in the history of the United States, low rate of returns all over the world, you have to fight for every single dime. And one of the ways you do that is through tax avoidance and, and, through, and minimizing your taxes. You use your 401k plan, you 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 use your uh, 1031 exchanges. You use your 457Bs. You you also 
the power of long-term investing is tremendous. Building, be, being able to sit there and utilize long-term versus short-term gains. If you hold uh, an investment over a year, you pay long-term capital gains at 20% or less. Uh, if, if, if it's short-term, it's ordinary income. So remember, and, and then over time, the investment grows. So if you have a 10-year investment in, in, in a stock, it grows tax-free and builds up wealth. If you're sell, buying and selling constantly and trading, you're not making money and you're paying taxes unless it's in your, your IRA. And remember, one of the other things about the IRA and the 401k plan we talked about is you have that ability to sit there and buy and sell and not pay any taxes until you take the money out. So understand the power of tax avoidance. Uh, Kevin, what's that number people can call us at? Again, if you'd like to be part of the show today, it's 713-339-1070. That's the number you call for the Max Out Savings Show, where we're talking investments and retirement and uh, how to make yourself a nice, comfortable living for those years that are down the road while you're still actively working, especially with the 401k plan. You mentioned some other numbers there on the 437B. Four, or 403B. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm... I'm... Yeah, that's educational. Okay. 457 tends to mean your government... Uh, Again, these are all, you put the money in, you put $5,000 a year in, let's say, or let's say you put $10,000 a year in, Mm -hmm. you get a $10,000 tax deduction off your taxes, your $10,000 grows tax-free no matter what you buy and sell in there, and then when you retire, you take out some money each year and you pay taxes then. Outstanding vehicle. Think like Warren Buffett. That's the key. That is a key. Avoid taxes. I like it. So that that's one of the real real things that that we have going here. And and I really I, this is something that's not talked a lot about. I, mm-hmm. I it really uh, I, I, is tax and, and times have really changed. Well, I've been in this business over twenty five years, and we've done all types of things to avoid taxes: real estate deal, leverage, treasury bond transactions. Uh, we'd buy ten million, twenty million dollars worth of bonds. Do all types of things. That was all. I mean, you know, there was commodity there was movie deal it's one dumb thing after another to avoid taxes this is a bird's nest on the ground with the 401k program and understand if warren buffett could have a giant 401k program where he puts two three four million five million dollars a year in he would be all over that in a heartbeat and now i would want to clarify this isn't something that you're moving money to some bank in another country, trying to hide it from the government. You're actually just following the rules. Yeah, you're following the rules. That's right. And the government has given you a really good deal. Exactly. And so you should take advantage of Another way to, to avoid taxes is if a company is bought for stock, if, the, if there's two options, if, the, if, their company take, if, if, if somebody decides to buy AT&T as an example, if they offer to pay $50 a share in stock, or you have an option of $50 a share in the new company. If you take the, the the stock offer in the new company, you pay no taxes. If you pay the cash off, you pay if you take the cash, you pay the taxes. If it's outside of an IRA, if you just own it in Ted Gioka's name, then if it's in Ted Gioka's IRA, it doesn't make any difference, but if it's in your name in an individual account and there's a takeover, uh, if you take the stock option, you don't pay the taxes. Remember, Warren Buffett does this. He'll swap stock. He'll swap divisions of other companies. Say, hey, I'll give you the stock in your company if you give me the division of the Geno's Pizza Company. He, he's always looking for that angle, always looking for that edge. And one of the biggest edges and one of the biggest angles you got out there is taxes. And I really wanted to hit on that today because it's an important point that a lot of people forget about. And a lot of people may not know how to navigate through those kind of waters, and that's where you come in as a as a good assistant to help make sure that gets done and, and point <laughs> well, out those things. Yeah, right? and that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We try to sit there and really take uh, a look at a lot of the taxing. This is why when people come up to us, they retire, they move their 401k over to us. We say, look, we don't want to sit there and take it out. Yeah, we want to roll it over into what's known as an IRA rover, roll it over into an into an IRA. At, we use TD Ameritrade. We think they're the best out there. And uh, it's we open an account up for you there, and then we manage the funds. We don't open up an account in your name and take the money out because if you take your $200,000 IRA over and, and put it in your name uh, in an individual account, all of a sudden the government's going to send you a bill for $200,000 worth of income. By doing the IRA rollover, we pay no taxes. 
Everything is about tax avoidance, tax minimization. We're not talking about cheating on our taxes. Right. We're not. I want to emphasize, we're talking about we want to think like Warren Buffett, the richest man in the world. So coming up here in a quick break, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit. We're, we're talking about how to pay for colleges, college a little later in the show. We just sent out our most recent Max Out Savings report. If you haven't got a copy of it, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We'll cover that. We covering, we've got a lot of other things. So what's going on with the market? What's happening with oil? What happened with oil company earnings? It wasn't pretty. We're going to be talking about that after this break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's solid advice from Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and he shares it with you every Saturday when the Max Out Savings Show airs at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Ted's method calculates risk as well as return to actively manage your investments in today's changing markets. Max Out Savings Advisors uses a finely tuned value analysis strategy designed to manage and mitigate risk to prepare and escort you through retirement. Listen to the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Has your health insurance changed or is it about to change? Are you or did you move to a different state, change jobs, get a divorce, get married or have a baby? Then you know what? You may qualify for a special health insurance enrollment period for the affordable Obamacare plans. And to find the right plan, you can get free help right now from Health Markets. They'll help you choose the right plan from over 140 different companies, plus help you maximize your Obamacare free government subsidies. Why pay a penny more than you have to for health insurance? Call anytime, day or night to learn more about the special enrollment period to qualify for Obamacare. Here's our number. 800-958-5304. 800-958-5304. 800-958-5304. 800-958-5304. Again, that's 800-958-5304. Not available in all states. When you go to work in the morning, you have plenty of choices. However, only one morning show can inform and entertain you at the same time. It's the Sam Malone Show. We take issues seriously and try to put a smile on your face, too. Along with J.P. Pritchard, Chuck Tiller, and Tom Fontaine, Sam Malone covers everything from local to national news, talking with key newsmakers, getting to the truth, and letting you know what's really happening. The Sam Malone Show, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, what's that number? Kevin? 713-339-1070. And actually, we have, uh, I believe, MJ is on the line right now. You want to talk to MJ? MJ, yes. You had a question Hello. for us. How are you doing? Good. How are you today? Great. Thank you. You had a question for us. Um, yes. I used to be a teacher, and I changed careers. I had a four, I have a 403B plan, and I just wanted to know, um, now that I'm in a different non-educational career, can I still contribute to that fund? Uh, no, you can't, you can't on that. Uh, that is, uh, that's a separate thing. Uh, do you have a 401K plan at your new job? Not yet, no. Okay, then you want to just open up a regular IRA account, and you can just contribute up to $5,500 in that program, or 6500 if you're over 50. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, Thank that's you. the thing. And you can also, in some cases, you can roll over the 403B plan into one of those type of programs, too. Uh, check with the uh, the people you have it at. But, you, yeah, that's the best thing. You're going to get you're gonna get a tax deduction right up front, which is a pretty good deal, and then you'll be saving for retirement. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Good right. question. 713-339-1070. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we're talking uh, savings and retirement. Um, and you, you mentioned a minute ago that oil prices were a little bit volatile, I guess is a yeah, good way no, of we, saying it. it. The, oil price, <laughs> the, the oil numbers just came out. They did not come out real well at all. And, and, it, and it's just uh, – uh, looking at all prices, where, where's, where's some of my charting here? Well, you know we had layoffs and all sorts of stuff announced this week, so you know it's not good, right? Yeah, now. yeah. No, no. Oil, look, oil went down today, uh, yesterday. 
Uh, it was in the 47s. In, uh, actually, uh, it closed at uh, 46 77 on the West Texas crude, which is just really not good at all. Uh, anything under $50 is a real problem. It, it went down there starting in January, and, and, it, and then it bounced up to about 60 to 55, and then went back down into to, into about 44, and then went back up to 60. For March, went up to 60 in, in May, and then it's come back down again. And this is a disappointment. Oil was trading over $100 for a number of months uh, and and then actually a number of years since about 2011, it's kind of been chopping up in that area. And and before that, it was even trading in the 70s. And and, and now this is a big drop. This is a big disappointment uh, on oil prices in general. And and really, uh, what what uh, it's it's just the, the the here's the problem with oil. As oil has gone down, the whole way down, people are going, "Hey, this is the bottom. This is the bottom. This is the bottom." It was going to be in November. The Arabs are going to come in and rescue us, and so, and so oil oil shouldn't be a problem. And then once they didn't do that, oil broke under under seventy five at that OPEC meeting in November, and uh, and then what the, the 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 story was is look, the oil shale has a tremendous the decline curves. You're looking at decline curves of of you know production on a daily basis. You might see. 60, 70% a year, 80% percent in some cases a year. Big drop-off. So the theory being is that, look, this all, all this oil shale, which is – this has been the boom. Oil shale has been the driver for the economy since 2009. The United States economy recovered for one reason, and that was shale oil. That's it. We've written about this. We've understood it. The, the, the CapEx, the, the, the capital spending, the R&D, the hiring – the jobs really the lion's share of that has been at least forty to fifty percent of the jobs have been have been in oil and gas and and now that's slowing down and so we got this we having this slowdown in here and 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 so the next the next thing was look rig rig counts are dropping rig rig counts have dropped about fifty percent uh overall it, it, it but and they said look that's going to slow things down don't worry oil prices are going to come up. And, and what ha- and, and oil still production is staying high. And a couple, this is what people missed: the oil companies, when oil goes from a hundred dollars to fifty dollars, these guys, it really, they've got clarity of vision to reduce their cost. I mean, it, it concentrates you where you need to be on expenses. And this is why you're seeing the capital, the, the cutbacks in drilling, you're, you're seeing the layoffs, and and you're seeing. Uh, just general uh, cautiousness in in the markets, and the, and the problem is, is I'll listen to the example the Anadarko call. Anadarko had a good call; they they got a lot going on, but the, 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 they're producing this twice as many wells per rig as they did the year before. So so they can cut the number of drilling rigs in half and still produce the same number of wells. In listening to all these calls, what the, a lot of these companies are doing, they're high grading. They're drilling in their best sectors or their best fields so they can continue to be profitable. They're not drilling in the marginal parts of the shale. They're not drilling in in the gassy parts of the shale. They're, they're drilling in the best oils parts, of the thickest oil parts of the shale that they're giving the highest returns. So, so you might cut back the number of rigs 50%, but you're probably drilling more wells you're also drilling in better spots and you're getting more production out of those wells. And so that so we haven't seen the slowdown in production that people thought we would see. And oil prices continue to fall. And the other thing that's happened in the oil business is this collapse in oil prices from $100 down to 50 And this is a big deal in Houston, all this drop in oil prices from 100 to 50 I mean, everybody's job in this town depends on or a lot of people's. Yep. Is and one of the real things we've seen happen is is that the oil that oil has uh, this drop in oil prices. People go, oh, fifty to hundred dollar. This is an opportunity. Wow, it doesn't get any better than this. I, I've seen numbers anyway from thirty to fifty, sixty billion dollars of private equity and hedge fund money is pouring into the sector, all running around trying to get a good deal out there. Every guy in New York City's rushed down to Texas trying to buy oil properties, oil companies, oil bonds, oil this, because they view this as as an opportunity because they've all seen this story before. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening is people, companies still have money, they're still getting money, companies are still getting lending. 
they're still able to drill wells and they haven't got their bank lines cut or their credit. If they, if, they, if they need money, they're able to raise stock in the market. We've had billions of dollars raised in the equity markets at the, since the beginning of the year. They're able to refinance because corporate exec, uh, corporate because pension funds are desperate for income, and, and private equity guys and, and hedge fund guys are all piling in the sector, convinced they're going to get a good, good deal. And so you've got $50 billion worth of new money rushing around buying oil fields, uh, distressed bonds. So nobody's going out of business. Nobody's having to cut back as much as they thought they would because there's much more access to capital. What killed Houston in the 80s, the act, the capital was cut off. And when that capital was cut off, companies got in financial trouble, real estate got into trouble, and it all fell apart. We're not seeing that yet. It, it, and, and, and I'd like to see a little more. I would like to see people a little more frightened in the sector uh, and not, not project, projecting oil prices are going to go to $70, $80, by year end and it's going to be happy days are here again because you've got to shut down production. And in, in a world where there's infinite amounts of money, and this is what the, the, the battle in the world today is with the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve has said, look, we're going to flood the planet with money and everyone's going to be wealthy. And there's other people saying, look, we think we should rely on a free market, free market system, where where uh, capital is allocated, where it's treated best, and if it if it loses money, it, the capital is cut off. And the free market system built the United States. The Federal Reserve did not, but the Federal Reserve has moved in to become a central planner. And, and, and this is why the Republicans are going after them so tough. You know, my profs out to Jeb Henslerling, you know, uh, up in Dallas, and actually Congressman Brady here. These guys are fighting to rein in a. Uh, a central planning-oriented Fed. Uh, you know, the American people have an instinctive hatred for two groups of people, communist and central planners, and the Federal Reserve is central planners. And in Texas, Republicans don't like the Federal Reserve and Democrats. People forget about Henry B. Gonzalez. I mean, you know, the list, Ron Paul, the, you know, the, there's numerous people in Texas. I mean, people in Texas don't like central planners. But, but I digress. Getting back to where we were, so so what we got is what happened this week in the big story this week is you're starting to see these companies throw the towel in on the recovery in on oil, which means they're cutting back production, they're cutting back expenditures. I've seen some numbers up to two hundred billion dollars worth of projects are, are being canceled. Now that look, that's not good for Houston. That means business is slowing. That means the jobs aren't going to be there. That means people aren't getting raises, and it, it's it's a problem and it's a concern. So we got to be cautious. But what it also means is it means finally we're going to rein in some of this production, some of this marginal production. We're going to get oil production down, and and then maybe if the if the Arabs cut back some, then we can get production up to a point where where we can make money in the oil and gas business in the sixty five to seventy five dollar range where people can make a pretty decent living in, in the sector. And this is this week. Uh, the people at Shell said, look, we're looking longer term. We think oil prices are going to be low. Uh, the people in Adarko, look, we think oil prices are not coming back. We're kind of hunkering down. We're being pretty cautious in here. And and, and a lot of these guys are getting, they're finally getting their look, look, it's not coming back. And, and this is the first time you've really seen this. We've listened to, since no, since November, we've listened to nine months of, hey, $75 oil is just around the corner. And finally, this last week, oil prices in the last month have cracked from about sixty down to about forty six forty seven dollars and finally, people are going, "Hey, you know uh cooler heads have prevailed not cooler, but really people are going, "Look, it's not coming back people at at, at Chevron are saying the same thing, mm-hmm. and they're announcing layoffs uh you know, I listened to Anadarko goes, look, we've tried to buy some properties out there and, well, you know, we're having to battle other companies and, and hedge funds and private equity guys all fighting to get prop, oil property because they're convinced oil is going back up to eighty, ninety dollars They're coming in with ridiculous prices for what they feel is ridiculous prices for properties out there. And so, so that has delayed the decline in oil prices, the, the product, the, it's delayed the decline. The decline in production, which is going to give us the prices which we can rebuild the oil industry on strong foundations. So, so oil prices are down. I mean, the calls weren't good. Uh, you know, the numbers were pretty shocking across the board in the sector. Uh, uh, Royal Dutch had a pretty good call. That's just because they said they're cut. They said they're cutting production, they're cutting jobs, and that stock jumped up. Which I don't think that's a positive in my mind. Uh, I, I like to see people hiring workers. Uh, Exxon and Shell reported the worst 
uh, quarterly results in a decade. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just wasn't pretty. And, and the, the Chevron call, uh, and we, we like Chevron, uh, to understand what's happening in the, in the business, in 2014 in June, they made $5.2 billion. They lost $2.4 billion for this quarter. Now they had they had about two and a half billion dollars worth of write down, so it's kind of a a funny number. Downstream last year made seven hundred million dollars in the June quarter for two thousand fourteen. This year they made two point nine billion dollars, and this is something we talked about on, on the Max Out Savings Show. Downstream is you're refining, you're marketing, your gas stations, things like that. Those guys are making money. They're keeping the big majors afloat. The guys like Conoco and Marathon and some of these other guys that, that divided their companies into production and refining are kind of regretting it because now they don't have the refining business carrying the production when the when and they're not making any money. And so you, you've got some interesting things happening out there in the sector. Uh, dividends are getting pretty good in the sector. This is something that's getting interesting in a world starved for for yield. Uh, and we'll be talking some more about that. We made some changes to our portfolios l- last week uh, based on what we think are happening. Yields on, on some of the old companies are getting pretty good, 3.7% on Exxon. Chevron's 4.8%. Shell's 6.5%. Conoco's 59 Marathon's 4 uh, Total's 4.9. Even some of the MLPs, Enbridge 7.4, Plains All-American 6.7%, another Houston company. So they got some good yields. Now, some of these yields aren't going to hold. I give an example. Conoco reported earnings, and there's some some real questions to whether they're going to be able to hold the dividend. Credit Suisse thought they would be able to, but but J.P. Morgan thinks over time they might have to cut the dividend because remember Conoco doesn't have the downstream refining and marketing anymore to support the, the, the dividend when times are tough in the sector. So a lot happening in the sector. Uh, the takeaways from listening to the conference calls that we've been on this week is earnings are coming in under expectations, or if they beat expectations, it's because they've been cut so much. Uh, they're having big cutbacks in capital expenditures, cutbacks in projects, uh, a lot of layoffs, and it's just a tough time in the sector. I want to remind everybody that you're listening to the Max Out Savings Show, 713-339-1070 is a number that you can call in. And if you have a question, you can be a part of the show today. Um, you're talking about oil prices. Has, has consumer behavior changed enough to is that affecting things too because for a long long time they were pushing us conserve 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 and so then at four dollars a gallon nobody wanted to drive anywhere now that it's at 250 or 230 well a is couple, that changing? here's what's changing out there is the the theory was oil's going from 100 to 50 oh wow this is fantastic for right. the united states but what people didn't understand the shale boom changed the game for energy, and now the production's all coming from the United States. So when oil prices bunt, it's hurting the whole energy sector, and so it's slowing, actually slowing down the economy. The big winners, the auto companies, because people are running around buying big pickup trucks and SUVs. It's a heck of a deal at this right. price. Those are, those are the kind of the winners. We've not seen the recovery from the consumer people thought. Really, it's not been a good uh and we'll talk about this some in the second, the next segment. It's just really not good out there at all. So, is this a good time for looking at in, at investing in oil companies? Well, that's what we're looking at now. We're not in the sector right now. Okay. And we, we, I think we have a couple. We really have a fraction of a percentage, very small percentage, of one company which we just sold because we want to buy it back. But we're effectively out. we've been effectively out of the energy sector for uh, six months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've really been really worried about this, and and so what I think, you know, uh, we're starting to look, and that's the key. And, mm-hmm. and we, but look, you got it. Who's going to get? Who's going to make it through there? Who's going to have to restructure? Who's going to go into bankruptcy? Who's going to? Who's going to cut their dividend? Okay, that's what you got to see. Who's got the projects? Going to, is it's going to grow and who's not? 
A company that's heavily in debt is going to have a hard time growing. And this, all these companies have been buying back stock and been raising their debt levels. That's going to be one of the keys. So you've got to look at all these things and who can make money at a lower price for oil. So anyway, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call. What's that number, Kevin? 713-339-1070. We've got one more segment left. We're coming up on the last segment, so if you want to be part of the show, this is a time to get your question in. And uh, it will also tell you in the next segment how you can get the Max Out Savings newsletter, the, the Max Out Savings report. just came out, uh, I think, Thursday. I got mine. And uh, yeah. we'll tell you all about how you can get that as well as maybe to set up an appointment to talk with Ted and, and go over your financial outlet. That's right. And we're coming back to this quick break. Afterwards, we're also going to be discussing how to pay for college. It's coming up here in the next segment. So hang with us. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. We've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets recently. Do you have a plan in place to protect your retirement? Max Out Savings can lead you through these troubling times so you can enjoy your retirement. Retirement should be a time to follow your dreams, not to worry about your investments. Let Max Out Savings be your retirement partner. Set up an appointment with us at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Or call us at 713-627-0400. That's 713 Hi, this is Jim Hotze. Many of you know me as a Republican activist, but when I'm not doing that, I'm managing Patriot Group, a Xerox-authorized dealership which I've owned since 1979. The Xerox copier and printer line is recognized as best in class. I enjoy doing business with people that share my values, and I'm sure you do too. Which is why I would like to ask you for a chance to earn your business the next time your business is in the market for a copier or printer. I promise you, I can find a Xerox copier or printer to meet your needs and fits your budget. And after the sale, Patriot Group will deliver exceptional service and support. To reach me, call me on my direct line, 713-255-3700, or online at patriotgroup.com. AM 1070, the answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. I think we've got a call coming in. It's Daniel. Hey, Daniel, you had a question for us. Yes, Ted, I appreciate it. Look, Texas has, because of the oil and everything, we have been creating most of the jobs in the Obama Depression, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah, really. Now, we're laying off who is creating the jobs now. I mean, seriously, I see these phony statistics from Obama, but bottom line is if Texas, if we're laying off people and oil has gone down, do you see any other section that is creating these jobs? Yeah, look, that, that, I tell you what, that's a good good question. I, I think it's it's the it's two sectors. It's the tech sector, which is really just booming out there with the with the the, the new age stocks, which is your 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 biotech and your tech. The, those are the two sectors. The the medical in in and, and the the tech sector for uh, like your Ubers, your Googles, your Facebooks. Apples, those people are hiring, and then the, your biotech companies like your Amgens, your uh, Gileads, and those type of companies. But beyond that, it's there. There's it's it, it's really not good out there at all. Well, one general comment: I invested in a company, Alpha Resources, only ten shares. Bottom line is, I wanted this is a coal company. In two thousand eight, they were what worth point seven point three billion dollars. Billion. They're going to file for bankruptcy on Monday. Hmm. Now, I lost like $17, but I wanted to see Obama put an oil company or a coal company that was coal, yeah. out of business. I mean, bottom line, $7.3 billion in 2008, and they're going to declare bankruptcy well, Monday? I, yeah, and I tell you what, the really sad thing is, the really sad thing is, is the uh, 
that there's thousands of you know hundreds if not thousands of jobs lost as well and that that's the really sad thing about Obama's war on coal is the massive job losses in particularly in places like Virginia Kentucky these these people can't there's not a lot of jobs in those places I know well Ted I never miss your show you always have good insight and I want to thank you for that well thank you very much I appreciate it Okay, bye. All right, seven one three 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 nine ten seven. Yeah, and that's a you know good point. I mean, yep. te- Texas, the oil sector, all the way from here, all the way to the Canadian border, has been all about oil. That's been the job generator, and mm-hmm. the only people left now is tech, and they've not generated the jobs we have, and maybe some medical. Got Chuck on the line now. He's got a question as well about. I think this has to do with Dallas and Houston. There's always a rivalry going on between yeah. the two, and this may be Chuck. You have a question Chuck? for us, uh, Ted? Let me. Uh, 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 what is the difference between the economy in Houston and Dallas, the basis and all that? But let me take just one second to warn anybody who has students in college, for God's sake, sit down with those kids and make sure you know what they're doing with their student aid. What happens is these kids are getting flooded with money that goes on a credit card that they can use at the bookstore, and you can buy anything on God's green earth at a college bookstore, but the prices are ungodly. And those kids get in there, and they're like kids in a candy store in a feeding frenzy, and they don't realize how much debt they're racking up. They're in there buying $50 T-shirts and just insane things that they would never buy if they were at Walmart with cash in hand. So for God's sake... These yeah, Chuck, no, I, look, I've got a son in college now. <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> preaching to the Pope here. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, I, I think that's a good point. And, and, and really, you got to watch what the kids spend at the bookstore and stuff because it is um, it, it, it's pretty ridiculous. College expenses have gone up four times the rate of inflation, and it's just horrific. We'll be talking some more about that. What, uh, what was the question on uh, Dallas and Houston? What's the difference between the fundamentals for Dallas and Houston? How different are the economies? What are they based on? You know, that, that's a, I've not studied it real closely on that, but I th- I think Houston is actually we're more really we're the energy capital of the world. Dallas is more financial and more distribution. Uh, and we have a more technical thing with NASA, and we have a much bigger medical center. With the the, the the Houston Medical Center is just a juggernaut. It's probably the largest medical center in the world. And and Houston is also a more international city than Dallas. Those are the real key things. I think Houston is pulling away going forward in the future. You know, it seems like their economies move in kind of different directions at different times. And I've tried to understand why now. It, it's distribution. Uh, Dallas has become a massive distribution hub, and which is it's not really the best-paying jobs. We're we're the energy capital of the world. The energy's moved down here. The finances moved up there. Thanks, Ted. Thanks. Appreciate it, Chuck. Uh, one other interesting point on that subject is. Uh, Whole Food Markets had earnings this week. They were not good, but they have a new store coming out uh, called uh, 360, which is gonna it's gonna be a cheaper store where they'll be able to get the the, the 360 products that Whole Foods does uh, that that they're known for. They're opening up five of those stores, and where is it? Right here somewhere. Uh, Opening up five of the stores under 360 in hipster markets. Right. I saw the hipster label on okay. under one of them. So the right. hipsters, you know, the hipster things, and they're opening the five stores. One of them's in Bellevue, Washington, uh, uh, Portland, Oregon, where my sister says Washington, mm-hmm. but uh, she's up there, <laughs> and uh, Santa Monica, California, L.A., and then Houston, Texas. In the, so, so, again, you know, we're more of a, being used more of a hip type of place to be in the Heights. That's yeah. very hipster. The yes, it is. Yeah, I've got a daughter who lives in that. Yeah, yeah, that's that that, yes. that's the hipster place to be. No, we have. Do we have any more questions? No, the, no, no more calls right now. But do you have seven one three 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 nine ten seventy? If you want to get in on the show and be a part of it today, and also want to remind you, Max Out Savings uh, Report just came out this week, and if you haven't got yours yet. A simple trip to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for that there as well as uh, maybe uh, set an appointment with Ted so you can talk about your financial uh, future. Yes, and, and how we, you know, if you need help managing your 401k, right. your IRA, if you're leaving the company, you want to roll it over. That's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We mm-hmm. roll the money over into an account at TD Ameritrade. We manage it at Max Out Savings Advisors using our value investing approach to the markets. Now, we just sent out the Max Out Savings report. Here it is. Got it. That. 
And I have uh, the electronic version in front of yeah, me. So I, 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 I'm on paper. You know, it's uh, uh, look. Uh, one of the things we talk about is college expenses coming right. up. In it. And what I college expenses at Chuck's call was a great intro into this. College ex- expenses have gone up at four times the rate of inflation. It's extraordinary. I remember my dad. I was telling him how much you know. If I was sending my my son wanted to go to TCU, I'm like, Dad, this is it's costing a lot of money. Da da da. Told him how much it was costing. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it over the air because it's so painful. Mm-hmm. He goes, Oh, Ted, you know, send him up to my school. He went to Clarkson in upstate New York. It, it, you know, <laughs> it's a much better deal. So we went on the internet, and his school was just as expensive. He had no idea how much college costs had gone up. It, 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 it's, but it's very expensive. Even Texas A&M, where I went to school, God's country, is $24,000 a year, including room and board. And so, you know, most people don't have 24000 Now, they might have $24,000 laying around for school, but they don't have it for four years or five, depending on how long it's to take years in a row. And so what you have to do is pull everything in together. Uh, it, it, you know, it really, I hate to use this terminology from Hillary Clinton, but it takes a village almost. It, you, you have to pull everything in. And so what we talk about is, look, go for scholarships. I was up, uh, one of our, our, our groups I'm on, our, our scholarship committee, we gave away $50,000 worth of scholarships here on Thursday at our church. Uh, there's scholarships out there. Uh, go for grants. You can get Pell Grants if you're if you're lower income. And lower income nowadays seems to mean like $50,000. Uh, you you use your savings. And remember, with savings, it's got to last for four years. So you can't use all the savings up at once. And then uh, we write about the student can get a job. Uh, the, the, the research is pretty much the kids that work in school are your best work best workers, and they tend to be the leaders in the future. Believe it or not, it's no fun working during that time frame, but these people come out pretty serious. Uh, and and use that to your advantage when you're looking for a job and you graduated. I worked through school. That that goes a long way with employers, mm-hmm. you know, more so than the, you know, the obligatory uh, – Yeah. It keeps them out of trouble, Charity too. group that they yeah. went to. You yeah. know, I mean, if, if – uh, uh, <laughs> And I don't want to pick on anybody, but no, no, no. But uh, parental income—I say you can pay, use part of your income, cut expenses elsewhere to pay for school uh, loans. Uh, you know, uh, Chuck called in about the loans. Look, it's easy for kids to get loans, and kids do not understand how hard it is to get pay the loans back. Uh, so did that, and then uh, talk to to. to relatives, grandparents, tell them, you know, make the case that you're going to school, any money they could chip in. So what you're looking for is so a couple thousand here, a couple thousand there, a couple thousand over here, you know, 5,000 here. You pull all these sources together, and that's how you pay for college. Maybe you get a few loans, but at least this way you're not saddled with $100,000, $150,000 worth of debt when you get out. They make it almost too easy to get the loans especially the private loans that come along for college as well. You get the, the, the student aid is, is one thing, but then you get the private companies who get into that loan sector. Yeah, there's a difference between a grant and a loan, and right. understand it. The grant, you don't have to pay back the loan you do. Right. And, and so pull it. The, 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 the message I want to get across to our listeners and the kids out there is pull it from all sources and make it a project, and, and that'll, that'll – uh, and don't be shy about asking for help. I mean that because it's expensive, but it's a worthwhile investment. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so that, that's one of the. And we write about this in the Max Out Savings Report. If you haven't got, gotten a free copy, this comes out once a month. We have all types of good stuff in it. Just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. We'll put you on the list. It's free. We don't call you. We don't bother you. We're also in the report. We talk about China. The drop in the Chinese market. Now the Chinese, you gotta love the Chinese. They, they've they've banned executives from selling stock. They're in such a panic because their market's going down, uh, and now they're they're trying to hunt down short sellers and big sellers. Are now trying to go to Hong Kong to get the list of the big sellers, and they're doing everything they can. It's like uh, it's it's amazing how frightened. Governments are of the free market system. Mm-hmm. Even the Federal Reserve is terrified of the free market system, and they're so desperate to get into central planning. But that's another story. 
Long-time listeners know we're no friends of the Federal Reserve. We think they've morphed into central planners and really are. Uh, and, and, and by the way, Bill Gross did a great uh, uh, presentation, write-up on uh, the low interest rates and the damage they're doing. A lot of stuff that we've been talking about, how it's damaging pension funds, how it's the ultra-low interest rates is damaging pension funds. It's damaging uh, corporations or borrowing money because it's so cheap, but instead of investing in plant and equipment and research and development in people, they're busily buying back stock because it helps their their stock options grants. And and uh, it, it, and it talks about some of the negatives, how it's hurting retirees. Uh, it, it's a great piece, I, I thought. You can just Googling Bill Gross to find it. I want to remind folks that uh, if you have questions about your retirement, maybe something about your investments or what, where you should go with it, uh, Ted's a great resource for that. He's here in Houston, got a Galleria area office. You don't bite people when they come in the door. You don't ask for money or anything like that, right? It's a nice, easy thing to do, right? Well, we, what we do is take a look at their financial situation, mm-hmm. see how they're set for retirement. And then we show them how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. And you can make an appointment how? Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can schedule an appointment. And, uh we got a lot. We're, we're going to be pretty busy over the next couple of weeks. I'm flying up to uh, Boston for an investment conference, and I just, uh, but yeah, we, we we've got some openings and stuff. So just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. Oh, a couple other things. When I'm talking about the interest rates, I mean the very short term interest rates. Longer term interest rates. We recently added we recently added some longer term exposure for our clients because I think rates are coming down. the The most recent job numbers they came in. The lowest with a two two tenths of a percent uh, wage growth for the for the quarter that was not good. That was the worst since the 1980s, and that's the only reason it's the worst since then is because that's when they kept the statistics. It, it, and so we think with this huge drop in commodity prices, in oil prices, in metals prices, in steel prices, iron ore, gold, copper, uh, just all types of commodities have fallen massively. We think in China is slowing down, South America, uh, Australia, uh, Africa, Russia, play, uh, we're seeing a slowdown. We think longer term rates are coming down over the near, shorter near term. We don't think they're going to go up big. So right now, and this is kind of something we, we added that in the last week or two, a longer term exposure. And we think the way you do it is through the high quality, the treasury market. Stay away from the high yield because there's going to be a lot of companies in trouble in the oil sector, in the resources sector in that area. It's a couple things to think about. Coming up at the end of the show, I want to thank everyone for, to listen, for listening. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also set up an appointment with me. I'm here in Houston. This is a local firm. We're not some national infomercial that are running all over the place like the clown after us. <laughs> it's this, this is We're here to help you out, and we're local. So if you want some help, go to maxoutsavings.com. And also, remember our motto and our philosophy. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. We talked earlier in the show about the importance of tax avoidance, tax minimization. That's what Warren Buffett does. That's what the wealthy does. Take advantage of that any way you can. And one of the best ways to do it is your 401k plan, 403b, 457, your qualified plans. Then roll the money over when you change jobs to retire into an IRA. Again, so you're not paying taxes. Minimize those taxes. That's another way. To, to build wealth. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.